Good morning, everybody. I'm so glad you tuned in this morning. I'm excited. I hope you are. God is moving. God is doing great things. Our God is an awesome God. He is mighty to save. There is nothing that is impossible with our God. Our God is the same God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He did great and mighty miracles for them and through them and used them for his glory. Jesus Christ, his only begotten son, came and gave his life for us that we might have life and life more abundantly in Christ Jesus. Praise be to God. There is so much in Christ Jesus, so much that he has for us. And I truly believe that the average person who calls themselves a Christian, a follower of Jesus Christ, is just tapping into, just barely getting into all the goodness of God. His goodness is really immeasurable. It's unfathomable. And when we were kids, and I was a little kid in school, and we learned about fathoms, I think we were studying about whales, and maybe a whale story or something about the ocean. And they talked about fathoms and measuring the depth of the ocean in fathoms. And we really can't measure the depth and the heights and the width and the breadth of the goodness of God. It is unfathomable to us. And I praise God for what he's doing this morning. I hope and I trust that you have already spent time with the Lord in prayer, with your family, praying and seeking the Lord this morning, this September 13th, 2020, seeking God for his will and for his purpose for yourselves and for your family. God has told us so many things over the past several months and one of those things was to get a vision for your family to catch the vision for your household to get your house in order starting with your own self with your temple the know you not that you are the the temple of the presence and the spirit of god don't you know these things don't we recognize the calling and the moving of the spirit of god and the opportunity that he has set before us in this season and seasons in the natural are beginning to change and have you noticed they're seem to be changing sooner this year we've got snow already early snow up in the the high country we've gotten a freezing rain and a soaking rain this week here and all around the country the people are saying the the season is the snow is early the the this is early that's early and god is moving god you know, they, seasons are changing and i truly believe the word says and it teaches that the the uh, spiritual is manifested in the physical and so when we look around at the things in the physical when you look at just like when you look at the atmosphere of your home and what's going on in your home we we use that, look at that, and go back into the spiritual and say, Lord, what do I need to sure up? What do I need to fix? And it will it's manifesting in the physical right before your very eyes. So pay attention to what God is showing you. Let God give you his eyes. Open the eyes of our hearts, Lord, that we can see you and we can see what you see, that our hearts be broken and touched with the things that touch your hearts, God, that our hearts be touched by the things that touch our brothers and sisters' hearts, Lord God, that we can lift up those who are in, maybe we're, we're way up on the mountain and they're down in the valley, God, that we can lift them up so that when we are down in the valley, they will lift us up, Lord. God, help us, God, to be more like you and more like your son, Jesus Christ, led and empowered by your spirit, Holy God, we praise you this morning. We give you glory in Jesus' name. All right, the word today that God has given us is uh, going to come from, our, our scripture is going to come from the book of Romans. So go ahead and turn to the book of Romans. Get your Bible, get your written 
scripture out, your Bible, your Holy Bible, your King James, New King James Bible. Get it out. Open it up to the book of Romans. Remember, it's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Acts, and then the letter to the Romans. Romans is right after the book of Acts. So it's near the, the almost the middle of the New Testament, kind of sort of front, front part of the middle. <laughs> anyway, praise the Lord. Yeah, I hope everybody's already there in Romans chapter 1. And um, I would like to... I'm sorry, I said Romans chapter 1. I meant Romans chapter 8. So go ahead and turn to flip up. Now that you've got your Bible open to Romans chapter 1, turn the page, turn the page to get to chapter 8. In chapter 8, verse 1. Chapter 8 of the book of Romans, verse 1. And his scripture says, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. Praise God. Now that's going to be our, our meat this morning, but our, our if if we had a heading scripture, a, a scripture that that um is speaking to us this morning, which we do, it's going to be from Daniel chapter eleven, verse thirty-two, and I'm just going to read that to you. You can jot it down and go back and look it up later. Daniel chapter eleven, verse thirty-two: The people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. The people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. Is that you this morning? Do you know that you know that you know your God? Do you know the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the Father God of Jesus, the, the Father of us all, the Creator of all heaven and earth and everything that ever was created, the One who gave and breathed breath into us? Do you know Him if you know him, you shall be strong and carry out great exploits. That's God's design, his plan for his people. Jesus said, these things and greater things you shall do. We are the church. We are his people. We are his sheep. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. We are his if we, if we are born again, if we are saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, walking and endued with power, there is no reason why we should not be carrying out great exploits. There is no reason why, zero reasons why we should not be um, laying hands on the sick and they shall recover. That, that we should see demons cast out. That we should see broken arms healed. We, we should see that someone... You don't want to see someone get hit by a car, but I just, I'm, I'm remembering a testimony of a, a pastor who was preaching on a street side, and he saw a man get hit by a car, and they somebody ran over and said, he's dead, and he left his pulpit of a trash can and ran over to where the um, the this person lay in the middle of the streets, and he prayed the prayer of faith. He laid hands on this man and prayed the prayer of faith. Now, he was endued with the power of God. He didn't go in his own might. He didn't go in his own ways. He didn't go to, to, to try and do something. He went because the Spirit of God moved upon him to do this. And this man that had been hit by a car and was not breathing, had no pulse, was revived and brought back to life. God can do anything. Thing. I've read testimony after testimony. I've seen people come back from the death's bed that, that the, the doctor said there was no hope for. I've heard and seen and witnessed my, with my own eyes. People live much, much longer, many, many years after the doctor said there was no hope. God is the God 
who is the God of life. Our God is love. Our God is full of mercy and full of grace. He loves us. He loves us. We need to be preaching the truth. We need to be standing up and teaching the gospel, spreading the truth and the gospel of Jesus Christ everywhere we go. In the days that we live in, you know, Jesus said it was going to be like like the days of Sodom and Gomorrah and as the, of the days of Noah. And we look around and we think, well, I know it was bad then. I know it was terrible. But is it worse yet? Is it worse than Sodom and Gomorrah? Is it worse than, than the days of Noah yet? <laughs> I don't even want to encourage you to go look at the news. I don't want to encourage you to look. I just want you to ask the Lord, Lord. What, what day and hour are we in? Where are we, Father? And he will show you. And I want to remind you that in Second Peter chapter 2, verse 5, he says that he spared not the world, but he saved Noah, the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood upon the un, of the ungodly, a flood upon the world of the ungodly. That one preacher of righteousness one preacher of righteousness. And here we are still talking about Noah today and his children. And we are offspring. Every one of us are offspring through that salvation experience of the, of Noah preaching the gospel, being righteous, and he and his family being sa- saved. Amen. So praise God. Stick with me. Here we go. We're going back into the book of Romans. And we have read verse 1 and 2 of chapter 8. I want you to break this down with me. We're going to look at, There is therefore no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. Well, what does it mean to be condemned? You see buildings around town, maybe. They have signs up on and yellow tape, and they say condemned, and you can't go in. They're not occupiable. You can't live in them. They won't... um, allow people to go in and get stuff out of them because the building has been condemned. It's not safe. It's not suitable. It's not a suitable dwelling place. So that, you know, I think about that. We think about um, someone going to court and they are um, found guilty. And when that person is found guilty, they are condemned of their sin, that, that, that they're guilty of something. That uh, guilty verdict is handed down on, uh, upon them. And, they, and then they have a sentence they have to serve out. They have to go into jail or prison and they have to be uh, separated from society for a while. They lose rights. They lose privileges. They they don't get to see their family. And they're here. They're, they're um, serving time, as they say, in prison for um, a sentence or being for the for being found guilty of a crime. So that's condemnation. But Jesus, um, in the book of Romans, the Bible says, there is therefore now... Now, to you who are saved, to you who have given your life to Jesus Christ, those who are in Christ Jesus, there is therefore now no condemnation. How much condemnation? None. How much? Zero. How much? Nada. Zilch. None. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. You are not found guilty. You were guilty. You were you are you you your sins made you guilty your sins separated you from god your sin is what what where where condemnation comes from and if we don't repent then we are condemned and we choose that ourselves you are given free will to choose whether you will live a life of freedom and in liberty a life of 
more abundantly or if you're going to choose a life of condemnation, separation from God, separation from all the good things that God has, separation from the goodness of God, separation really from your family of God, even from your own family, condemnation brings bondage. Condemnation brings bondage. Condemnation brings you under and subject to um I can't think of another word other than bondage. The Lord is saying that condemnation brings bondage. And if you choose that, that is your choice. He loves you so much that, it, like I said, it's unfathomable. You, we really can't understand it. But he loves us so much to let us and allow us to make our own choice. And because he loves you and wants you to make that choice for him. He wants you to choose him. His heart's desire is that you choose him. That you choose life and life more abundantly. That you choose health and prosperity in Christ Jesus. That you choose power and strength in the Lord. But you have the opportunity to choose. You can choose the opposite of everything that was just said and therefore you would choose condemnation you would choose weakness you would choose sickness you would choose bondage you would choose darkness over the light that God gives you would choose death over life remember the Lord um, in um, I believe it's Ezekiel in the Bible in the Old Testament he said you have made a, a covenant the people have made a covenant with death the Lord Jesus Christ came to break that covenant. When we accept Jesus Christ, all claims of death are broken off of you. Death has no hold on you any longer. Jesus was resurrected to show his power over death, hell, and the grave. The, the disciples stood and watched him ascend into the heavens so that they knew. They knew the resurrected Christ. They knew that he walked in, uh, amongst them. They knew and they saw him. They touched his nail-scarred hands. They were there. They witnessed it. They ate with him. They supped with him. They worshiped with him. They learned at his feet for 40 days after after he was resurrected he walked and he talked with them they were there together and they beheld him and they saw him and they knew him and that's what it means to know God that is what it means that the people who know their God shall be strong and do great exploits. We have been studying the book of Acts, and I hope you've been following along with us on our Tuesday, uh, Friday morning studies for um, on the book of Acts. On Friday mornings, we've been doing that and talking about who is the church. This is the church. This is who we are. We are the church. The church is victorious. She is an overcomer. She is mighty. She is strong. She is powerful to tearing down strongholds. She is unmovable. She's full of faith. She is not shaken. The church is strong. The church is powerful. The church is the representation and the bride of the representation of Christ on earth and the bride of Christ as when he is coming. He is coming for a, a church and a bride that's without spot or blemish. He is coming for that victorious church. Not a beaten down, not a mealy mouth, not a whiny, mamby, pamby, crybaby church. He is coming for a powerful powerful church empowered and endued with his spirit and he's looking he's searching and he knows who are his that's what the scripture says okay back to the back over here to the um romans chapter 8 again we see that there is no condemnation for those who are in christ jesus none you are no longer condemned you are no longer under the rule of condemnation you are no you're broken that condemnation comes from the fallen 
fallen state of humanity. Condemnation comes from being separated from God by, with, by sin. Going back to the book of Genesis when Adam and Eve took of the fruit. That's when they, when, when this condemnation was, began to, when it came into the earth. When sin was released. When all the fruits of sin were released on the earth so to speak. So we look at, um, to them which are in Christ Jesus, there is no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. Jesus came to save the world, but every single person in the world must repent. Every single person in the world has to make their own decision. He didn't come and make you be saved just because you're on the earth. Just because you're a created being doesn't make you saved. It makes you saved when you accept Jesus Christ as your personal savior. You recognize that he is the Lord, that he is the deliverer. He is the Messiah. He is the only one that will bring you into right standing by his blood that will bring you in with to right standing with the Lord God Almighty, the Father. All right. After the flesh, we do not walk. As Christians, we do not walk after the flesh, but we walk after the Spirit, meaning that we are led by the Spirit in all things. He is the the, the light and the lamp. He is the one that leads us and guides us into all truth and righteousness. We open up the word. It is made alive by the Holy Ghost. The, the word of God is alive and sharper than any two-edged sword. And it is alive by the power of the Holy Ghost, by the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. For Look at verse 2. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free. If you're someplace where you can move your arms, I would you know, move your arms like you're breaking the chains off your arms. Throw your hands up in the air and say, thank you, Jesus. I am made free. I am free from the law of sin and death. I want you to go around all day today as my little sheep, as the sheep of Blue Water Church, or whoever's listening to this recording this morning or today, or at this very moment that you're listening, I want you to throw your hands up in the air and say, thank you, Lord. He wants your praises. He loves your praises. Thank you, Lord. I am set free. I have been made free from the law of sin and death in Christ Jesus. He has broken every bondage. I am free. I am free. Now get this. It's not just about sin. It's not just about, um, you know, in my day, the big one was, um, cigarettes. I don't, I don't see a whole lot of people smoking here on the res. I don't know if it's because it's, uh, it's expensive. It's too hot. It's, you know, it's just not a good idea. Or, you know, a lot of people have uh, lung problems already. So I don't see a whole lot of smoking and I praise God for that. But here we see, um, that when you think about when I was a kid, I guess I'm trying to say, get back to that. When I was a young person, a lot of things were said, you know, um, it was, there was kind of a list of of sin. You were smoking, drinking, cursing, <laughs> and now, oh my goodness, you know, this the those are probably like, oh well, that's just nothing compared to what this. But sin is sin. Sin is sin. There's a whole lot of stuff going on out there in the world today, and I hope you're not seeing it. But if you are, and if you know what's going on, please turn it off. Do not look at it with your eyes. Do not allow it to affect your spirit. You are a child of God. You should be looking at the things and the goodness of God, the good things of God. Let God's word affect your spirit. Let his 
voice affect your thoughts. Let him impremiate and, and get inside of every part of your being like a sponge. Soak up his presence and, and push out all this other stuff, all this, this, this evil things that are going on in the world. Don't allow yourself to be... Um, you know, where I was reading this morning, I'm going to read it to you again. In Second Peter chapter 2, verse 5, if you go to verse 6, he says, And turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemned them with an overthrow, making them an example unto those that should live after the ungodly, and delivered just Lot, Lot was just, like Noah was righteous, Lot was just, vexed, he was vet, but he was vexed. He was, Lot was vexed. What was he vexed with? He was vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked. Don't let your ears be inclined to filthy conversation. Don't turn the channel so you can watch something that's filthy. If Jesus was sitting right next to you, and if you're saved, he's in you, right? Then you're, don't let Jesus watch that. He doesn't want to see that. If you're sitting with Jesus and you're watching something where they're saying bad words or worldly, worldly conversation, not godly conversation. If they're, that the conversation is about things in this world and things of this world and it's entertaining to you, you're, you're entertaining your spirit with the wrong thing. You need to be entertaining your spirit, so to speak, with the presence of God. Jesus is cringing. He's saying, no, I'm not looking at that. Won't you come over here? Won't you spend time? with me. Think about that for a minute. Listen to what Jesus says, what the Bible says. And um, this is Paul writing, actually, in Romans chapter 8, verse verse 2. We're still in verse 2. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from, stepping away from, away from. If you leave... mm, Whatever grades, whatever grade of school you're in now, and you were to leave that school and go to the next school, you you graduated up to the next um, level. So let's say if you were in kindergarten, you graduated into elementary school. So you left that behind you, left kindergarten behind, and you went to elementary school. And then when you finished elementary school, you left you you leave into elementary school and you go to junior high, depending on where, what region and location you're in, maybe junior high, and you go maybe two years, three years in junior high, you finish junior high, you go to high school. When you go to high school, you leave all of that behind, and you go into high school, and you begin to practice and learn about the wor- about adulthood and how to conduct yourself um, as an adult, and once you leave that, then you, go, you may go off to college, you may go off to a um, technical school you may go right into a job you may but you leave that stuff but the former things behind and you move forward so here we we leave the law of sin and death behind us it is literally under our feet spiritually it is not a part of who we are anymore you are not under the law of sin and death anymore christian You are no longer under the law of sin and death. You have been set free. You have been made free from the law of sin and death. Would you read that with me out loud right now? Verse 2, For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free. What made you free? The law of the Spirit of life in Christ. What made you free? The law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free. From what? The law of sin and death. 
I want you to spend more time and focus your thoughts more on the fact that you have been, that the law of the spirit of life, capitalized life, underline it, highlight it, circle it, put little bursting lines around it. The spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made you free from the law of sin and death. The chin, chains are broken. The, the chin. The, the devil's been punching the chin and the chains are broken. Death is defeated. It could not hold him down. The enemy is defeated. We are victorious in Christ Jesus. I've told you this testimony before. I'm going to tell you again. There was a man of God who went to a place where the, everybody was dying of a plague. Everybody around him was dying of a plague. And he went into the place and, and, and they said, well, you know, are you sure you want to go in here? And he said, yes, God sent me. Now you go where God sends you. You don't go where God doesn't send you. God sent him there and he went in and he, they, they, the, the people were afraid to bury the people. People were dying everywhere and they, they were afraid to go near their bodies because their bodies still had the infection of this disease, this plague on them. And it was, um, <laughs> interesting enough, it was something that would get into their lungs and it would cause them, um, to asphyxiate and die. And so then they had, um, dead people laying around everywhere which is not safe and it's not clean so this man and his missionary team went in and they would actually bury the dead for that was part of their service of God to this community to this tribe that they were helping out they would actually bury uh, bury their dead and sometimes they had to put two and three people in a grave because there were so many dead there's so much death and they came to him and they said, how can you do this? This doesn't make any sense. Why would you um, put your, your life at risk? And he said, I have been set free from the law of sin and death. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus have made me free from the law of sin and death. And they were like, oh, really? And he, he said, yes. Would you like to test it? This, <laughs> you, would you like to test it? When you, the next, you go get a swab and you get some of that, that, those germs out of this person's mouth or whatever and you bring it and you put it on my hand you've got your microscopes here you've got your your instruments of scientific uh, study you look at that you look at it on this little piece of glass and you can see it moving around it's still alive that that disease those those bad evil germs are still alive and of that disease and you take that and you put that on my hand and i tell you right now it will die that's what he told them that disease that germ will die when it touches my hand and they did and they watched it die under their microscopes they watched that disease die as soon as it touched the man of God's hands praise God this is part of our heritage as 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 followers of Jesus Christ this is part of our history this is who we are in Christ Jesus the people who know their God shall do strong shall be strong and carry out great exploits Daniel chapter eleven thirty two. we shall be strong and carry out great exploits why why should we? we? We're happy. We're peaceful. We just want to, you know, co- coexist. We can't. You cannot coexist with the world. We are called to be a separated people, to come out from among them and be a separated people, to be different, to be peculiar. The King James says you are a peculiar people. We should be different. We should stand out. We should be the light to the world. A light shining in a dark place is peculiar. 
Think about that for a second. A light shining in a dark place is peculiar. If you were to walk into an abandoned house in the middle of the night with no electricity and you saw a light shining in there, would you not think that was peculiar? That's who you are. You are that light. That's not some... Never mind. It's that you are that light. You are the light shining in the darkness. You are the city set on a hill. We are to be that light in that in the in the darkness. We are to be representatives and ambassadors for Christ in this world today. The world is dark. The world is lost and undone without God and his son. But we have Jesus Christ. We know God and by his spirit we are endued with power to be witnesses for him. Amen. So he says, we are set free. And this man, this man of God, again, I'm going back to that story. This man of God goes on and he, he preaches the gospel and thousands upon thousands of people in this village get saved. He changes the whole season, the whole season they're in, in that place at that time, changed by one man's obedience, one man's obedience, Noah, one man's obedience. Um, Abraham prayed for Lot to be brought out of Sodom and Gomorrah. One man's obedience, one man's relationship with God can change an entire region, the whole shape, the whole, the whole, um, forecast for what's coming can be changed if you will be obedient to what God is saying in the here and in the now. And yes, it will be strange to the world. It will be unusual to your other brothers and sisters because when you hear from God, it's different than what everyone else is saying. It's different than the status quo. It's different than what they're going to be saying on the news because you must be hearing from the mouth of God. We must be hearing from his voice. My sheep hear my voice and another they will not follow. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. We are. Are you that one person? Are you that one person? Or will you be the preacher of righteousness? Will you be just? Will you stand up and cry aloud and spare not? Will you be holiness unto the Lord in this day and hour? Will you? Will you answer the call and stand up and say, Yes, Lord, I will go. Yes, Lord, no matter what the rest of the world says, though none the no though no one follow i will follow as in our worship service friday night the spirit uh was moving and the spirit said you know even if you are and i've kind of put it into my own words here but he said it's more than just following the spirit was was speaking to us and he said it's more than just following me Will you follow me into the Holy of Holies? Will you follow me into my presence? Will you will you go where no one else goes? Even if the whole rest of the congregation stays behind, will you come in? Will you enter into my presence? That's where you get the word. That's where you get the healing. That's where you get touched. That's where you get moved. That's where you get really and truly empowered to go out and overcome. It's in his presence. It's in Christ Jesus. It's in Christ Jesus. Jesus, thank you, Lord. For the law, I'm going to read it one more time. Verse 2, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. Which law are we focused on? The law of the spirit of life and life more abundantly. Jesus said he gives us life and life more abundantly. It's Jesus's law that makes us free. 
Jesus Christ was made manifest to destroy the works of Satan, to destroy them, to tear them down, obliterate. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. I am set free. I am no longer uh, under this, this law. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. In Galatians 2.20, he says, the word says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. It's Christ in me. It's never been about me. It's about Christ in me. It's Christ in me. And the life which I now live, that life you used to live doesn't matter, but the life that you live now matters. The life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who lived, who loved me, (laughs) he lived and loved me, and gave himself for me. He gave himself for you. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet it's not me, but it's Christ that lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Galatians 5.1 Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Don't you think about that one for a minute. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free. Stand firm. Do not move. Don't let yourself be moved. Please don't accept a a watered-down version of this scripture. Look at it. Understand what the Spirit of God is saying. Stand fast. Do not be moved, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free. The liberty of the Spirit of life. The law of the spirit of life is where that liberty, in, that life in Christ Jesus is where that liberty comes from. Liberty wherewith Christ hath made you free and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage, meaning that you don't be afraid, don't worry, don't be concerned, don't be ensnared and go back into that place of condemnation. Do not allow the world, do not allow that your circumstances to draw you back into the world. Don't shrink back. Do not shrink back. Push forward. Do not allow the things of this world, the, the, the murmurings and the complainings and the, the vexations of this world, the, the filthy conversation of the wicked, do not allow it to draw you back and entangle you again with this, the yoke. You know what a yoke is? Is that that big wooden thing they put around an ox's neck? Don't let that yoke come back onto your neck. You have been set free. Jesus said, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. Don't take that heavy yoke that's controlling and and forcing and pushing and, and manipulating and trying to make you do something against the will of God. I will not. God will not have it so. It is not his will for you, but you have a free will. You get to choose. So choose you this day whom you will serve. Choose life, choose life, choose life, and live. Praise God. Live. Thank you, Jesus. Verse um. Romans 8.15 also, in Romans 8.15, he says, For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Again, do not accept the watered-down version. We have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. That means, again, we you did not receive condemnation. We don't run around scared to death that God is, is condemning us 
of something. We have a relationship. It is a good, holy, righteous, working relationship with Father God. It is everything that you ever imagined that a father should be and more. And on the good side, everything that a father, a good, loving father would be, our God is that and more. He's giving, he's forgiving, he's gracious, he's full of mercy. Yes, he's full of judgment and wrath. He cannot stand sin. He cannot stand someone to try to hurt you or come against you. He cannot stand the enemies of of truth and righteousness. But he loves his children and he loves every single soul on this earth. And his spirit is crying out for people to come to him and to, to accept him and accept his love. So we are not... We have not received that bondage. He did not give us a spirit of fear, but he gave us a spirit of love, power, and of sound mind. A sound mind doesn't run around fearful. A sound mind does not continuously be uh, come into bondage and come into uh, a prison of their own mind or a prison of the things of this world or a prison of some sort of, um, okay, Lord, hellacious law that tries to bind you back to the pit. It tries to bind you back to this place of condemnation, a place of um, of guilt. You have been forgiven. You have been set free. Christian, God loves you. You must walk in that authority. You must walk in that freedom. There is no other freedom in this world like it. I promise you. There is nothing this world has to offer. Nothing, nothing the enemy can offer you comes anywhere close to the freedom, the love, the joy, and the peace that God gives. Nothing, nothing. Praise be to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. But you have not received the spirit of a. I'm sorry. But you have received the spirit of adoption. That spirit of adoption is under, inside that law, the spirit of life in Christ, because Jesus gave His life for you. You're not a. You weren't. You weren't born into it. You weren't given this at birth. It was not a birthright. It is something that comes by the birthright of Jesus Christ. Will be because when you accept Him, you are adopted into the kingdom of God. You are adopted in and become a son or a daughter of God. Through Christ Jesus, by and in, in Christ Jesus, by His law, by His rule, by His blood. But you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. This is where an, a, a term of endearment, a way, and it means, I just want to clarify something. There's been a lot of discussion about the word Abba, and what really matters is that you understand what the Spirit is saying right here. The Spirit is saying, Abba. Father, he's saying, whereby we have a relationship with Father God. He's not so far off that he's not concerned with you. He's right here. He is right here. And he hears you. He knows what your heart's cry is. He knows what you're going through. He is touched with the infirmities of you. Whatever whatever weakness, whatever pain, whatever sorrow, whatever trial you are going through, don't think that you're God. The Father God is not touched and moved by it. It is a lie that he is way up there and he's disconnected from us. That is not true. Only sin disconnects us. But through the blood of Jesus, we are reconnected. And we are giving the greatest, the greatest and most beautiful relationship ever in all of human history. In all of the history of creation, we are given the most beautiful relationship ever with God the Father, through Christ Jesus, and empowered by the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. 
Oh, glory to God. If you don't know him, please give your life to him now. Just accept what the Spirit's doing right now. If you need to get closer to him, get closer to him now. Renew your relationship. Renew your mind. Allow, allow him to be your God. Allow him to be your father. He is loving. He is kind. And he is good. Thank you, Jesus. God didn't place you in in or under a spirit of heaviness. He does not want you to live in fear of judgment. He does not want you to live in fear of condemnation. Sons don't live as slaves. When they when you are you graduate in the old ways of do it back then, they would graduate up to being a son and being considered a, a son and having that 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 title that honor that recognition of actually being a son. Sons do not live as slaves. They are invited in to the father's table to sup with him. As Jesus said to the disciples when on that on that day when he had been there and he'd seen them casting and toiling for the the fish, he says to them on the the, the on the I'm just I've got so many visuals going on right now inside my mind. He's sitting on the the side of the, the ocean, on the side of the sea there, I mean, and he's he's cooking up some fish. And he says to them, "Come and dine. Come and dine." And that's in John 21:12. "Come and dine." They didn't ask. Oh, wait a minute. Who art thou? Who 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 are you? No, they knew. The scripture says they knew it was the Lord. They didn't ask. They knew it was him, and they went over, and they dined, and they supped with their Lord once again. He has set us free from the law of sin and death. Praise God. He is the lover of our souls. He cares for you more than anyone ever will care for you. Uh, You are free from the spiritual laws that became legal at the fall. I want to recap a little bit and help make sure you understand before we sign off this morning that you are free. You are free from the spiritual laws that became legal at the fall. When sin entered in, sin brought this law of death and and saying you shall surely die. But that has its root again in disobedience. Disobedience is the precursor or what comes before the law of sin and death. The law of sin and death is only has right and spiritual right through disobedience, through sin. So we must not sin. And if you sin, you have an advocate with the Father. If you stumble, you have an advocate with the Father. You don't wait. You run to Jesus. You fall on your knees. You humble yourself right then. Lord, I messed up. I missed it. I stumbled. Lord, I, I turn my life back to you. I renew my mind in Christ. Lord, help me to, to see these things and help me to see the stumbling blocks. Help me not to take shortcuts, but to, to stay on the path that you have set before me, Lord. He's always, he's right there. The law of the spirit of life in Christ sets you free from all of the sin, all of sin and death's decrees and claims on your life. You are free from sickness, disease, bondage, fear, condemnation, separation from God, sin's influence and sway. You are free, free indeed, no longer subject to doubt because you believe in Christ, because he is made manifest to destroy the works of Satan. And he has made you a son, a child of God, and you are now in right standing and you now stand fast in the liberty and the freedom of his blood that his blood bought for you. He will not suffer the foot 
of the righteous to slip, to stumble. He will not, he, that's not his desire. He doesn't lay snares for you. He's not looking for you to, to, to stumble. He's not looking for you to mess up. But he's right there waiting. He's right there to catch you when you fall. He's right there with you. He loves you. And he is a, he is just. I want you to say this with me. I will not allow my mind, my body, my soul to be entangled in the bond in, in the bondage of fear. I will not allow it. He loves me and he has made me free and he has made me whole. His name is Jesus. He is my the, the lover and the savior of my soul and I am now set free. By the law of the spirit of life in Christ, Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. I am free from the law of sin and death for the law of the spirit of life in Christ. Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Praise God. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. I give the Lord all the glory, all the praise, all the honor this morning. I hope that that as we close out this morning, just take some time to pray. Take some time to, to just bask in His presence. Just soak up and love on Him and let Him love on you. This is truly a relationship. It is it is what who we are and who we are meant to be. We are sons and daughters of God. We are sons of God. We are the children of God. We must submit our thoughts and our minds and renew our minds to him. We must submit our spirit to him. He knows the deep things of your spirit. He knows the Holy Ghost knows everything about you. There's nothing hidden. Allow Holy Ghost to lead you. Allow Holy Ghost to fill you and pray through you. Allow the spirit of God to lead you in all truth and righteousness. Go with God this morning. Be filled. Be empowered. Know that you are his and he is yours. Glory be to God. Lord, we thank you this morning, Jesus. We are set free. We are set free. In Jesus' name, we are set free for the law of the spirit of life in Christ. Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Glory to God. Have a great day. God bless you. Please drop a, a thumbs up or a praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Let me know that you're listening. Let me know that if you were touched, give us your testimony. Uh, you can post it on band. You can, I think you can post it on here. You can, you can send me a text, just shout out and, and, and interact with one another. We are the body of Christ and we need to band together and lift one another up. I love you. I'm praying for you. We're interceding for each and every one of you. And the church is growing, by the way, we have new people coming. We have new people joining. We have people joining on, 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 on here on our, um, What's this called? Podcast. We have people joining all over. So pray for your new brothers and sisters in Christ that you haven't even met yet. And please say, say, give us a thumbs up. Say hello. God bless you and have a great day.